Welcome to Backstory, the show that explains the history behind today's headlines. I'm Nathan Connolly. I'm Joanne Freeman. I'm Ed Ayers. If you're new to the podcast, we're all historians, and each week, along with our colleague Brian Ballow, we explore the history of one topic in American history. We're going to start the show in New York City. It's late April 1968, and in the Upper West Side, Columbia University is ablaze with protests of the Vietnam War and the university's role in the conflict. The protests were part of a wider counterculture movement in the 1960s that challenged the status quo on everything from foreign policy to the nuclear family. Meanwhile, in the midst of all this tumult, a group of Columbia students were doing something a little different. Precisely because tensions on the campus were so high, these students wanted to come up with a way to unite their fellow peers around one thing they all had in common, a 1950s childhood. These students got dressed up in what they saw as 50s greaser gear, and they sang all these old 50s songs in a very kind of satirical but loving way as well. And they quickly became very popular uh, at Columbia, and they started playing around clubs in New York City. Daniel Marcus has written about this period and the group that became known as Shanana. He says Jimi Hendrix happened to be at one of Shanana's New York City shows. This was around the time that organizers were getting ready for Woodstock, the 1969 music festival that would become a cultural touchstone. Hendrix was already on the bill, but he needed an opener. So Hendrix told the promoters, you should bring these guys from New York called Shanana to Woodstock. So they performed at Woodstock. We think of Woodstock as the apotheosis of youth counterculture of the 1960s with the Jefferson Airplane and Hendrix and all of these counterculture icons. Uh, but in the midst of this, you had Shanana doing Duke of Earl and, and Chapel of Love and songs like that. Okay, so you're probably wondering, it's Woodstock. There are rock stars like Hendrix, The Who, Carlos Santana. What did people think about a bunch of guys in gold lame singing doo-wop? And they were very popular. It's not that they got booed off the stage. Those hippies loved them. It was seen as funny. It was seen as entertaining. It was a throwback. Okay, in the midst of all this craziness of the late 60s, we can have a moment where we can enjoy Shanana. In many respects, the politics of the 1950s couldn't have been more different from that of the 60s. Where the 60s was known for counterculture movements, the 50s emphasized conformity and conservatism. This was, after all, the decade of President Dwight Eisenhower and Leave it to Beaver. But Daniel says that this was besides the point for Shanana fans. It doesn't mean they were that this audience was embracing the politics of the 1950s. Not at all. They were just embracing these few cultural emanations. There is also a, another kind of moving rock fest called Festival Express that is now a, a documentary, which was about a train ride. Uh, through Canada, where they bands would stop uh, along various cities and play shows. And it, these were, again, 60s 
icons like the Grateful Dead, the band, Janis Joplin, they were all playing at this. And for one concert, Shanana flew in and performed with all of these bands on the same bill. And it was like seeing aliens from outer space. All these guys with short hair and greaseback hair, um, pretending to be 50s hoods among Jerry Garcia and Janis Joplin. But this was all seen as part of the mix of youth counterculture at the time. So Shanana was one of those bands that really showed the nostalgia for this early era within rock and roll culture that eventually got transformed into Happy Days and then into the conservative nostalgia of the, of the 1980s. 